Very great movie. Um, okay, so Gone Girls from 2014, uh, written by Gillian, oh sorry, Gillian Flynn, uh, directed by David Fincher. Uh, we got Ben Affleck, uh, Rosamund, like you said, mm -hmm. Rosamund Pike, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Carrie, Carrie Coon, uh, Kim Dickens, <laughs> uh, Emily uh, Radaszkowski, Tyler Perry. By the way, before I continue, uh, I knew I had seen that girl before. Now that I'm seeing her name, I know who yeah. that is. But like the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I know who that is. <laughs> Couldn't remember her name for the life of me. Yeah. But... Glad I'm saying her name. Um, Tyler Perry. <laughs> that's so that's so funny to me. That Tyler Perry is very good. He's a very good actor. It's just like it was just so funny to like see him in something else. Um, I've seen him in other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like uh, the normal the normal like scope you see him in is him in a mamu mamu's like acting as you know a grandma and it's. Uh, Who carries a gun on the tongue? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny though. I've seen it in, like I think because in all those movies he played like he would play like a lawyer, like in the Medea movies he would like play another character <laughs> that was a lawyer. Yeah, it was, that was always saving a troubled young woman from like a dude who sold drugs and was bad to her. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of preaching yeah. something, but I don't know really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't get it. Okay, all right. So, the plot of this movie. Um, Wait, who directed it? I read that. It was directed by David Fincher. Oh, yeah, you read it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, written by Gillian, right? Gillian. Yeah. I don't know Gillian. why that throws me off so much. I don't know if it's Gillian. Or Gillian. I feel like it's Gillian. But is it a man or a woman? Do you know? It's a girl. Is it? It's probably Gillian that just spelled. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um... It does matter, actually. It does kind of matter. It does matter. But it's probably, if it's a woman, it's probably Jillian. Um, Let's see. So we have... Wow. You hear that? Yeah, that's wild. Dude. Alright. Okay, um, on their fifth wedding anniversary, writing teacher Nick Dunn returns home to find his wife, Amy, missing. Her disappearance received press coverage as Amy was the inspiration for her parents' popular Amazing Amy children's books. Uh, Detective Rhonda Booney finds poorly concealed evidence of a struggle in the house. The media suspect Nick due to his uh, apathy towards Amy's disappearance. He said, I can't give a fuck. Um, in the past, Amy revealed to Nick that Amazing Amy was a perceptive version made up of the real Amy's failures. Their marriage uh, dis disintegrated over time. Both lost their jobs in the recession and moved from New York City to Nick's hometown of North Carthage, Missouri to support his dying mother. That's fucked up. Uh, Nick became distant with Amy and began cheating on Amy with Andy, one of his students, while Amy became resentful towards Nick for making her move to Missouri. Um, forensic, for, forensic analysts of the house uncovers clean bloodstains indicating a murder. Booney discovers evidence of financial issues, spousal, de uh, spousal disputes, and Amy's recent propensity propensity to acquire a gun. Uh, medical records indicate that Amy was pregnant, which Nick denies knowing of. Amy and Nick had uh, played treasure hunt games on every wedding anniversary. Amy, this year, had hidden items purchased with Nick's credit card in the shed, as well as a diary that shows Amy's growing dread and ending with the fear that Nick will kill her. Yikes. 
That's fucked up. That's a good life. That's a very good environment to live in. Right, and just like imagining your, uh, your every imagine like every day really thinking like, like actually like I might die today. Yeah, like he, he might kill me today. And like I guess when you really think about it, like I'm just being like stupid here, but like when you really think about it, that could be a thought you have every day, even if your husband isn't like violent. You know what I mean? That's called marriage, folks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyway, sorry. Um, Amy drives to a campground in the Ozarks. Upon discovering Nick's affair, uh, she had conceived uh, plans to frame him for her murder. She uh, misinterpreted the relationship between herself and Nick by falsifying accounts in a diary. Unbeknownst to Nick, she had befriended her neighbor to tell her stories about Nick's temper and steal her urine to manipulate pregnancy results. That part was crazy. Uh, She placed supporting evidence of Nick's guilt uh, in the clue spots for the treasure hunt to let the police find them. She also splattered her own blood across the kitchen and cleaned it uh, haphazardly. She assumed that Nick would be ex- executed for her murder and planned to drown herself. Uh, Nick deduces Amy's plan and convinces his twin sister Margot of his innocence. He flies to New York City and hires Tanner Bolt, a lawyer known for representing men accused of killing their wives. That's so specific. Uh... Is that legit? The, I mean, there are... Like specific lawyers. I know there's specific lawyers for yeah, stuff, but like, is that like There's a, lawyers for every specific thing, and they always get, like, focused on their, like, uh, like, line of work, you know? Oh, like, what they're, like, you good know, at? Like, or like, yeah, basically. like, so, like, if I'm a... Uh, like, there's guys, there's warriors who are divorce lawyers specifically for men, and people who are divorce lawyers specifically for women. Yeah. Because they are both, because they're just good at getting what they need to get out of, like, both, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one knows either side better. So, I, I don't doubt that that would be something. I think yeah. it's, I think, you know, the movie... It's just funny to hear. <laughs> I think this movie is, like, very satirical in, like, the way that it approaches stuff. Like, it's... it's oh, what, yeah, what do you mean? Like, it makes fun of, like, what it's talking about in a little bit of a way. Like, everything feels a little bit more dramatized than real life. Mm-hmm. Like, just a little bit more, and, like... Then it, like, actually... They really drive it home with the way they, like, portray the media in this movie, eh? You know? Dude, yeah. Like the movie's I'm not, really I'm over the top in that way. Like it's the movie's really over the top in that way. So I really wouldn't put it past them to to um, to think about like how they could really make it over the top in every possible uh-huh. way. And I think because they definitely did yeah. very good at that, yeah. like the dramatization of it all. But also, I feel like it was kind of like necessary. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, he hires Tanner Bolt, a lawyer representing people who has or sorry, who killed their wives. Uh, Nick also meets Amy's ex-boyfriend, Tommy O'Hara, uh, who Amy had falsely accused of rape by ostensible, ostensible rape wounds. Okay, ostensible uh, rape wounds are her vagina and evidence of O'Hara's semen. Nick approaches another ex-boyfriend, the wealthy Desi Collins, against who, against whom Amy had filed a restraining order for stalking, but Desi turns him away. Um, when Amy's campground neighbors rob her, she calls Daisy for help, 
convincing him that she fled Nick's abuse, Desi agrees to hide her in his lake house. After Andy reveals their affair at a press conference, Nick appears on a talk show affirming his innocence and apologizes for her shortcomings as a spouse to lure Amy out of hiding. Booney believes she hasn't, uh, the fucking cop, they probably should say that, but Booney believes she had, she has enough evidence to arrest Nick for murder, but Bolt gets his, but Bolt gets out on bail. Amy realizes that Desi attempts to keep her in the house for, to forcibly uh, rekindle their relationship. Amy then uses Desi's surveillance cameras to help make it appear that he kidnapped and raped her, uh, slits his throat while they have sex, and returns home to Nick covered in Desi's blood. Clearing Nick of suspicion, suspension, suspicion, sorry, uh, and framing Desi as the kidnapper after recounting a false account of their altercation to Booney. Jesus. Uh, when Booney brings up the inconsistencies with Amy's account, she ret- uh, she resorts to calling her incompetent. Retorts, sorry. Uh, Amy tells Nick the truth and admits to Desi's murder, saying that him pleading for her to come back is the man she wants. As the man is the man she wants. Sorry. Nick uh, Nick shares this with Booney. Bolt and Margot, but there is no evidence of her guilt. Nick intends, intends to leave Amy, but she reveals that she is pregnant, having inseminated herself in Nick's sperm <laughs> stored at a fertility clinic. That's crazy. Nick reacts violently to Amy's uh, insistence that they should remain married, but feels responsible for their child and decides to stay married, despite Margot's qualms. The couple then announces on television that they are expecting a child. Yeah, kind of ended there. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. yeah, that. I messed up way less than I thought I was going to. I like three. I honestly, when I read last week's, I thought I was. Gonna you messed up like more. two. Yeah, I, I messed up like whole sentences and would get kind of lost though. I was, I would be like, wait a minute. I tried to do my best. You did good. Yeah, I had to read read like three, four. Yeah, that was a lot more than used. Yeah, I showed it to you, and you didn't think it was that much. And then you get to reading it, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm still reading it. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, I'm still reading it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need my phone. It's, it's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. But, um... thoughts were, damn, I finally finished it, because <laughs> I took so long to finish it. Um, another initial thought, uh, damn, that was crazy, because, like, it was crazy. <clears throat> and then, like, I guess, like, all at the same time, I was like, again, I was like, damn, it's a long-ass movie. Yeah. Those were initial thoughts. Very um, as far as the movie, very good movie. It definitely does a very good job at like pacing once it gets to that point. Like you know, like you're kind of like lowered a bit at the beginning of it, and then you're like, yeah, okay, you know, it's like it's like your casual oh, wife is missing, did the husband do it type shit, yeah. and like you're getting that for like the first fucking like twenty thirty minutes, and then it definitely picks up, and um, I like when it like I like how the movie does like it, it like at some point it starts to try to make you think 
or maybe some people who would think like this, like that he actually did it. Because obviously at the beginning, when it comes on, like everything that's presented to you, you like know he didn't do it, like right at the beginning. You're like, oh, you see, you're trying to figure out what the fuck happened. But then as it starts going on, it's like he did this, he did that from her perspective. Yeah, you're like, oh shit, this man was like wilding. And then I, I like how he did that. Like it, it changed my mind a lot. Like I was watching, I didn't like immediately be like, oh, he did that. I was like, oh shit, okay, this is new information. And um, yeah, so I like that a lot. And fucking. They did. They did. I, I like how they incorporated, like the whole movie, like uh, her journal writing yeah. being, you know, what we're saying basically. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I thought that was a really good way to tie the whole movie together, mm-hmm. and then for you to realize by the end of the movie that that's, that the journal writings are on the ruse, and like you're getting. I love that because, uh, I like you know, the, there's the term like uh, the term mark. Like being a mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a lot of pro wrestling, and that's like a huge term. And that's basically like what you call somebody when they're somebody who buys what you're selling. And oh. um, I'll tell you what. So mark I, uh, I I was a I was a big time mark <laughs> uh, for for that that whole journal. She had me mm-hmm. pulling my heartstrings. Yeah, the whole time it was really good. Boom! Just like a wrestling heel, they like pull the the car the carpet off from under your feet, and they're like, "Actually, I'm a piece of shit." <laughs> and I was just making you care about me uh, to holy shit call you a fucking dumbass, you stupid piece of shit. And you know, like it's like <laughs> you stupid piece of but shit. But it but when it's written this well, and the the Jillian Flynn, I think her name is, who wrote this movie, she wrote a book. She wrote, this is a book originally yeah, Gone yeah. Girl and she also wrote the book so she got to write her own movie adaptation no, obviously not okay. the, she oh, yeah. wrote the the you know her own film adaptation mm-hmm. and that's something that not a lot of people get to do like it's Stephen King is net like and he's just written one of his screenplays but like and that movie is not good from you know the reviews I've not seen it but mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my first thought that I have written down here is classy guy. He eats pussy. <laughs> I thought I, that was one thing that I noticed. Uh, like I, that's not something you see very often in a movie. Mm-hmm. A guy giving head to a woman. Especially off the bat like that. And I feel like it's because um, that was like very fast. It was them trying to indicate who his character was. And it was them, like, giving you empathy for, like, that character. Not empathy, but, like, you trying to be like, oh, this guy is, okay, he's different. This guy is not, this, he's not just, you know. He's not that, some that fuck that off. shit. Yeah, he's not some fuck off. It gives you, like, a, uh, I like the, how this movie pulls on human emotion a lot. Like, it makes you, it, it really tries to manipulate, um, not manipulate, but use social norms, gender norms, um, definitely relationship norms. Yeah. It takes all those stereotypes and all those norms and it kind of flips them on their head. I mean, like, mm-hmm. she uses gender norms all over, all the time. All of the time. Rosamund Pike's character. Um, oh. 
she uses them all throughout the movie, and I thought it was really, really well done mm -hmm. of her being like, you know, just the way that she got away with fucking Desi's murder. I was just being like, you're crazy. And yeah, like, like him as an ex, uh, like a crazy shit. ex, and she was the crazy ex, and it was. Yeah. I love, I love that scene. Be just like how she's saying that stuff. I mean, the officer is like, you know, questioning. What she's saying, I, I just I love her as a cop. I thought that scene was good, but also like it just, it, like it shows like I think it really happened. Like stupid people are in a sense of like, how is the cop questioning her in front of all these people and no one else is like, yeah, batting eye at it. Like she's the only one saying anything like back to what she's resenting. Like sitting in the fucking wheelchair. And, like ultimately, like we know it's crazy, and like the cop is like, oh yeah, I don't know. And, like no one else is like. Maybe she's right. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's that's exactly one of the scenes I'm talking about, where it's like taking uh, gender norms and like kind mm -hmm. of using them uh, to its advantage, and like not yeah, no, like exactly, like it's using gender norms and out in the audience's perceived notion and idea of these gender norms, which we know if a woman gets like hurt. And, you know, this is not by... Sorry if you hear the whining dog. Not right now, Ellie. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> she, uh, you know... She uses the fact that all these men are going to give her empathy, and she uses that to her advantage to be an insidious person. And, like, yeah, get away with all stuff. She she's knows pretty bad. She knows that all cops are mostly men, and none of them are going to question it. And then she knows that the one female cop that is going to question her, the one the one cop who is a woman, is going to question her. She she's going to get outranked because that's what society is. Yeah. And that's that's a perfect example of what I was what I was trying to get across. Of like no, I think like, you're right. It's it's so good at using society norms, and I think that's what. You know, like about what she said, she was good. Yeah, just what something great movies all do is like put a mirror on society, and it used it in such a way that <laughs> further made the movie even better and more believable. And yeah, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that aspect. Cause you're like watching it, and you're like, like that could definitely happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just like, cause I mean it has happened. Yeah, well, it's happened with men too, but like obviously, like it's happened with women to where like. You've seen them get away with some crazy shit just because, you know, you present yourself as like, you know, and it's a white woman, so it's kind of like it's cool. Yeah. Like you're probably good if you do it correctly, you know. Yeah. And um, fucking, what was I about to say? Uh, so like, uh, so like when the movie starts, or whatever, you get to the part where she's like telling the story, or starts telling the story. Yeah. And then like, uh, like it, like I would feel so like bad for him. Because, like, when it first started, I'm like, damn, like, because he, I get what people were saying, when they're like, oh, like, on the in the movie, they're like, oh, you're acting like you don't care. Like, I mean, it's like, yo. So I'm not supposed was, to. It's like, you, it's like, you're like, I'm not a divorce bitch, and she just suddenly disappears? Like, you kind of, like, what the hell? I don't know. It's just, like, it definitely pulls at your heartstrings, too, because it made me, like, that whole time I'm watching, I'm just, like, picking sides. The entire time. One of my favorite things in the movie is, yeah, that, I like that. is you are the whole time and it keeps pulling you in these different directions and you feel empathy for both of these characters, but at the end of the day you're like, Oh my god. They both fucking suck. Yeah, right? 
<laughs> They're awful people, but both of them. They both deserve this. And it's like, at the end of the day, you, like, you normally can sit back and be like, oh, man, you know, I feel so bad that he had to go through that or she had to go through that. But you're like, do I really feel that bad that these two people went through this? Right. I mean, it's like... I think they both suck. Karma's <laughs> gonna hit you back. One I think time. she was definitely at a different fucking point of just like, damn, bitch, you're trying to frame me for killing you? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's, that's different right there. The part, the part where like the cops come searching the house or whatever, and they find the fucking clue one in their dresser, whatever. And she's like, bro, and like they question, or, like she got questions them about it later. I, I just love how like the whole time, obviously at the beginning, he's like so like he's like transparent and like wanting to help them find his wife, but it's just funny because like the whole time they're like questioning him. It's like, I mean, I guess you question everybody, especially the husband first, but it's just like, bro. Yeah. I'm giving you all everything. Yeah, and that's another way that they show you know? societal norms of like just being like, oh my god, this dude obviously killed his wife. <laughs> this dude, like, there's no it's way. Everywhere. And like the guy, the male cop was like super, like, oh my fuck, this guy. Oh yeah, he hated him. Yeah. Oh my god, he hated. And him. she was like the only. She was the only one that was skeptical most of the time, right? Like, the yeah, she was like, I, I think he did it. He's like, but, I'm not, yeah. She's like, I'm not not with you. But at the same time, I need hard proof that he did actually do it. Right. Which, you know, I really liked. Not really liked. Cops suck. But, um, you know. I like that she stayed open. <laughs> and yeah, I like that she didn't just be like, yeah, you know, he did it. Right. She had more There. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Their dialogue in the beginning was, like, so cringy. Like, when they were giving it, like, uh, the two guys. Or not the two guys. Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike's character. Their dialogue was so cringy. We're going to take a break in, like, a second. Just wanna wait. Oh, I need to take a break. I just no, well, we got to take a break because the like, camera will go off. Oh, all right. And, like, continue. Two, three minutes. I thought we were going to open up that shit. The proposal was smooth as fuck, though. The proposal was smooth as fuck. Like, how, yeah, like she was doing that interview. Yeah, I like that. He sat down and started doing his own interview. I have a part here about that where I said, uh, where he says, um, he like says everything. He's like, oh, so you have world class vagina. I thought that was hilarious. That was really funny. That made me laugh. But yeah, the, the proposal was smooth as shit, though. Yeah. It was. It was very smooth. Um, I also like the scene where uh, um, he, like, uh, it was at the party or at a party. He, like, walks up to her and they're chatting up a little bit. And he's like, he goes to like, take the beer. He's like, whose beer am I about to drink? And she's like, I don't know. You tell me. And he starts, like, scanning the room and, like, kind of, like, telling everybody. Like, everyone is yeah, like, he's, yeah, he's like mansplaining all the guys. Yeah, like, mansplaining yeah. all the guys, I, but he's like reading all the guys. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was funny too. I thought that was great. And then, um, after that, when she's like, she like lists off uh, like who she could be. Yeah. And as they're like walking away, <laughs> I thought that was good. There's a lot of like good, like, just like, you're like, damn. The first hour was really cool with them cutting back into when they met to now him, like, like him going through or missing and like all this mm-hmm. before you find out like 
that she's really in on like her her disappearance or anything. Yeah. And like in the first hour, where he's where it's cutting back and forth between him meeting her for the first time and you really meeting him mm-hmm. like in the now. I thought that was really good. I thought the that was pace really was. I thought it paced the movie really well once it started cutting back into like the past and stuff. Yeah, because they definitely could have made that like. I guess any movie could have made that like super fast and like not explain much, yeah. but like they did that whole thing like very well. And, like you kind of like got everything as far as like knowing about him and her. You know. Yeah. I have a note here that says, "Did they really fuck in a public library, bro?" Um, I, I, I put one about before that happened, or yeah, it was before when I, like first met and they like are walking outside and they go to kiss in the fucking like was it snowing? But, like, he's like, oh, you can't go unkissed. I thought that was so fucking corny. He's like, you can't go unkissed in something. I can't remember why. But I was like, what the fuck? That shit was so fucking corny. Like, holy shit. I was like, I love, well, I do love how, also how real this movie is in the sense of, like, I, like that could happen. Yeah. Dudes will actually say some corny shit. Bro, dudes will say some corny shit like that. Or, like, the conversation even they were having a party. Like, that's that could be a real conversation yeah. that happens, you know? Yeah. Like, especially, like, under the influence. Like, yeah. fucking talking like that. Well, um, yeah, why are they fucking a public library? Like, what the fuck? Bro, like, somebody he's about to use that table to study. Like, that's so... <laughs> that's so... That's so, that's so rude. fucked up. Like, I don't... I don't... I can't even get over it. But, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. We, um, we talked about, too, how, like, when they're in the elevator or whatever, and then she's like, he says something, and he's like, yeah, I can't trust... She's like, I can't trust you because of your chin. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, covers his chin. And he's, like, that's a theme. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. That was good. Fuck it. Oh, I wrote, uh, I wrote, wait, like, goes wait, in there. keep it, keep it, keep it. We're gonna take a break real quick, because we gotta okay. switch the video over, and we're gonna go get some more beverages, and <laughs> re, re, we're gonna recoup after. So, break. Your fucking pussy. <laughs> your hair looks bad. You're a bitch. I hate your fucking face. Um, oh my god. What's a lightsaber? <clears throat> okay, uh, we were talking about them fucking in a public library, and you were about to oh, read yeah. one of your notes. So, welcome you. back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, fucking, uh, I laugh. So, the bartender, obviously, is his sister. Um, I love the character. That's my favorite yeah. character in the movie. She, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, what's her name? I think it's Margaret? The Margaret. Carrie Coon. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is Margo, right? Yeah, no, it's Margo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Please. Yeah, you can call her Go, I guess. Well, that's why he was calling her all movie. You can yeah, call her that's go. pretty bad. I did not like that. Right, like, okay, yeah. I was, yeah. Go! That was very, uh... That was very authorish. Uh, <laughs> like, authors would love doing that. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Fault in Our Stars. That kid's name's fucking Radar. Is it? I've yeah, never like seen one it. of the kids in the movie is the like main character. Yeah, I think so. Ew. Um, I like that. when he came in the bar. Oh, I, I did. So I have a couple of notes about like I guess like the beginning of it a little bit. Uh, I like that they own a bar called the Bar. That was fucking hilarious. Obviously, like wow. Um, yeah. So that got me. And then uh, he walked in the bar, or whatever. And um, what's up with him getting his sister like, a board game all the fucking time? Was there significance to that? <laughs> no but like she like puts it with the rest of them and it was like, what? 
Yeah, I don't know. I didn't understand that either. I, I, I more questioned it and I wrote it because I was like, what? Like, I, like, I thought, I genuinely, when I saw that happen on the joking, like, I didn't think that it was going to, like, come back and be something, but I was like, oh, there must be, so, like, I don't know. I guess I thought too much about it. I probably did. Yeah. But, um, also, like, she had a fucking uh, Protect Your Nuts shirt on, t-shirt. <laughs> fucking Protect Your Nuts with a squirrel and shit. That was funny. Um, bro, <laughs> she was like, he, she was like, are you going to talk? And he's like, no, whatever. And she's like, okay, well, you're going to have to listen to, like, the shit that happened to me today. She, like, named off some stuff. And the one that made me laugh, she was like, oh, or how about when I saw this girl, or so when I saw Nicole, or sorry, when I saw this person that looked like Nicole, and their name happened to also be Nicole. Do you remember that part? Yeah. She said she saw her friend Nicole, but it wasn't Nicole. But the person she saw's name was Nicole, I guess, when she stopped him. I was like, wow. That's, funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that character felt so real. The character I have that written down that Margot is the uh, is the like voice of reason in the movie. Like mm-hmm. she's the voice of the people watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. She's the voice Very of the so. audience. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I really like her character. And Carrie Coon played that character really well. Do you know where she's at? I looked it up when I was doing like my little bit of research that I do for these. Um, I don't want to say it's a little bit. I mean, I look around and stuff, and I like to read like set stories and stuff like that. The novel, well, I guess we'll just do a little some fun facts. The novel for this movie was written in 2012. Wow. Um, okay. So turn this movie around so. really quickly. Yeah. So when it came out September the twenty sixth of twenty fourteen. <clears throat> Sixty million dollar budget made three hundred and seventy million dollars in the box office. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Um I was looking up Carrie Tim and I looked up Gone Girl. Hold on. Um Carrie Coon has also been in you got the IMDB. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, okay. She was um she played Proxima Midnight in Infinity War. Um Infinity uh, the Avengers movie. Um, you may remember her. She was one of she was Thanos' That's her? She was Thanos' left hand woman. She's just wearing like prosthetics and stuff, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I don't see. I have seen that. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. She was in Infinity War and Endgame. She dies in the Endgame. Mm-hmm. She's bad ass. In, really? Uh, yeah. In, in Infinity War, they do her justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, she was in the new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie uh, that came out last year. Um, she was in the movie Widows that came out in 2018. Had um, Liam Neeson and Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, she was in the post a Steven Spielberg movie in 2017. Yeah. Um, she was in a movie in 2017 called Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sounds like um, But yeah, I mean, th- this was uh, one of her. This is her breakout role. This is her first. Sounds movie. like it. This is her first movie role. Um, all before this. <laughs> She's, she was a TV actress, and this was her first big breakout. 
but the, the director David Fincher loves doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Fincher is great. Fincher, I mean, Fight Club, Seven, um, Zodiac. Um, uh, I mean, as of recently, uh, that um, show on Netflix, Mind Hunter. Oh really? Yeah, dude's got. I've heard about it. Dude's got never watched an it. insane resume. Absolutely insane resume. Um, I mean, I'll pull up. I'm not even doing it justice right now because he's got even more. Um, I've heard a lot about Mindhunter. Yeah, Mindhunter was so good. That's more like serial killer. Yeah, it's um, it's about the how they created the. It's not really. It's like a dramatization of how they created the uh, the division that handles murder and stuff like that. Uh, like, yeah, very, very much in that vein. Yeah. Love that show. It's really good. Um, hey, you oh you watched it before? Oh yeah, I, I'm super duper in that show. They, uh, he's cut it short, because, like, um, anybody who's seen the show will <clears throat> agree that, like, he, he probably could have been, have already done the, uh, season three for that show, and it probably would have been really good, but he decided to focus on this movie that he wanted to create called Mank, um, Mank, M-A-N-K. Um, so he directed all his focus towards that, and I don't think that he wants to do the show anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. What makes you so, think that? Uh, it's just like, that's like all of the, um, it's like all of the chatter that, she, that he just doesn't want to. Mm. But yeah, Seven, uh, The Game with Robert De Niro, uh, which I've heard is good, I've not seen it. Fight Club, obviously great. He directed Panic Room. Oh, I've seen um, Panic Room. That's a good one. He's friends with Trent Reznor. He had directed a Nine Inch Nails music video in 2005. Um, obviously, Trent Reznor score on this movie uh, with Atticus Ross, his longtime partner when doing scores and stuff like that. Uh, he did Zodiac, uh, Benjamin Button, The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Damn, his resume is crazy. Gone Girl, Mindhunter, Mank, and if you've ever heard of it, uh, the TV show Love, Death, and the Robots. Um, oh, yeah, I've seen that. The animation, right? Uh, half animation. Yeah, half, I've like, seen some of it. Yeah, it's a great... Damn, his resume is wild. Yeah, great, great show if you ever... Can I see, show me what he looks like. You still have it up. I, can, I just want to see what he looks like. Yeah. I didn't realize like he had done it. I mean, I don't... I wouldn't know uh, he's the man. He does. He, he's uh. He got his start in. Um, he's only sixty. Yeah, he's one of the guys. There you go. Um, and like this is one of the guys who's um, like really helped progress CGI in a way that's practical. He really loves using CGI practically, and mm. I love it about him. But yeah, enough about David Fincher. Um, but yeah. That kind of explains how this movie is so good, and you know, because he's got all that experience preceding him, and he's just got such a great vision. 
throughout this whole movie, you like I, at least for me, I can get the idea that like every single detail is planned out. Yeah, right. To a fucking T. Um, as this movie is being made. As the movie is being made. You can tell when somebody goes back and patches a movie up. And sometimes that can work. Not normally, <laughs> in my opinion. But uh, it can work. And I feel like just you get the sense when watching this movie, it's just like everything is planned out to a fucking thing. It's like, yeah, everything means like something. Yeah, like every single thing. Yeah. And I don't even think the camera work in this movie is incredibly, like, uh, inspired. Like, it's not in anything insane. Like, I don't think the camera work no. does anything. But, and I don't think that it would help the movie either. I think, I think, it, I think, like it, would I think it would distract from the story they were telling. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. So when they take him in the police station, right, and they're like questioning him, yeah. it was funny, um, I remember, I wrote this, I didn't write what I'm going to say after, but I wrote, uh, are you supposed to know your significant other's blood type? And then like, I had wrote that while, because uh, they asked him that, he, he's like, I don't know. And then like, they're like, you, know, you haven't called your parents, go, go do that. And like, I wrote that as uh, that's being said, and then he walks out, and then the cop like looks at the other cop, and he's like, he's like, should I know my wife's blood type? She's like, no. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh shit, I really just wrote that down and he asked that. Because uh, it's like, when they're asking him that, I'm like, why the fuck? Like, I, like maybe you maybe you do know your wife's blood type or your husband's, but it's, I'm like, that's not a question that's going to determine anything. Like, what yeah, the fuck? That, that, I was like, <laughs> I, I literally, I was like, I don't even know my own blood type. Bro, same. Question. Uh, I, I feel stupid asking this, but you probably don't. Remember? Excuse me. When, uh, they're going through like them being together and they like, fucking the fucking shit and all that shit, and they're like it's showing us how like they met and all that bullshit. And uh, the part where they got each other a present mm-hmm. and they got each other the same thing were those sheets? Yes, they had gotten they were sheets. Like, they gotten okay. sheets with like a crazy thread count. Um, and so, yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, they. I don't okay. know. They just. I, I guess they had made a joke where their sex was too good for poor people sheets, and so they both got themselves sheets that were two thousand uh, thread count. Okay. I yeah, and that was. That's like what, what I thought, but I really wasn't sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was the. Uh, that was the thing I was talking about. Where it was like super cringy. Very much so. Yeah. And then. The and she's. And she's like, I hate us. She's like, I hate us. Piggybacking off your cop scene that you were talking about, I said, hey, the cops suck just like real life. <laughs> Wait, what, like the, when they're interviewing them? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, they're so biased. Yeah, they really are. It was kind of annoying, like, yeah. while watching. I'm like, this is fucking uh, annoying. It was annoying the shit out of me, actually. Yeah, it was very uh, bad. But, you know, it is what it is. It's. I mean, I would rather it be realistic than them being like, oh, you know, the cops are just real smart guys. You know. Real sleuth detectives. We love cops. Yeah. Go, Popo. Real sleuth detectives. Yeah. Um, next note, score is great. It is. It just is. What's great? The score. 
the uh, you know, yeah. music underneath and stuff. Yeah. It is. It's really good. I think it really, like, a lot of times in the, like, the... Christ. We both need some toms. Do, right? Um, in the times where it needs to build tension, I think it does such a good job of building tension. In the times where it needs to be, like, more subtle, it's very good at being very subtle. And mm-hmm. I just think it's it's so well-balanced. Very, very well done, in my opinion. Um... There was a part in, um, or a part, like when he's like doing the, uh, when they do the press conference, like him and her parents, to like talk about it or whatever. I like, a, a note I wrote was her parents sound like an ad at the conference because like, they're like, uh, listen to the website and shit like that. Like, if you want to find her, and he's just like, I'm just like, yo, your daughter's missing. You guys sound like a fucking like ad right now. Yeah. And I love the irony in, in that, uh, in that. Everyone is accusing him of like not caring or mm-hmm. or being fake or this that and the other. When you look at it in from you know at least from my perspective and I think from most people's perspective, when you watch him that it's like it, the parents are the fake people. <laughs> like dude, I would they literally exploited their daughter's life and like exaggerated it yeah. because like a lot of stuff she hadn't even done. Right. They exaggerate her life. Pretty much without asking her personally, and like, yeah. you know, became rich off of it. And it's like, and then it, it, it's just like, it's funny. What made it funny to me is like, they expected her to just support it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how they, like, they go to the party, and then she, uh, I can't remember exactly why. She, she doesn't, doesn't like wear them. Yeah, she doesn't want to be there, but like, there was a part where like, she didn't, I think she didn't wear the color her mom wanted her to wear or a dress she wanted her to wear, right? It's like she, her mom's like, why don't you have the dress she on? She's she like, didn't do the theme. Yeah, yeah, and her mom's like, why, why? And she's like, bitch, like, come on. Like, yeah, exactly, right? But it's like, you expect, you just expect your child, like, you're exploiting her to just yeah. be like, oh, like, whatever, no big deal. But, like, clearly it is. Yeah, I have this written down. The elitism is, like, is so clear, and it's, oh, wow, and it's good. And it's, and it's real, good. it's so realistic. That's good. The elitism is, like, so obvious throughout the movie of, like, he obviously is more self-made and she comes from money mm-hmm. she has I don't want to say she has it easy because obviously she, she doesn't have it that easy clearly not but she I mean yo a question I have is like obviously I'm not married we aren't either yeah. it's kind of just a question I'm putting out there like uh, when they were just talking about I think it was like her voice over in it talking about oh no it was his Talking about how, like, everything was in her name. Like, yeah. obviously, she came from the money. Like, the house, the fucking bar. Like, everything was, like, her name. And it's just, like, hey, if you're married, like, do you, like, do you do that? As far as, like, it's, like uh, that seems so just, like, not you, safe for you. When one of you has more money than the other, I mean, you do what makes the most financial sense. So, I mean, Fair if the enough. bar hits tough times, you want... You want you wanted to overdraft, or not overdraft, but you want to be able to dip into the bigger... Hot, you know, yeah. that makes sense. You don't want to have your account getting overdrafted because, because fucking, you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's yeah. No, yeah, I understand that. That makes that makes sense. And um, I, I think they did a really good job at uh, when like when they were doing the part where like she's telling you know everything like from her journal or whatever, mm-hmm. and like she's talking about how uh. They did that really well, like her making him look guilty. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, the part where she's like, oh, Nick, he's like, she's like, he stopped loving me. And, like, she's in the tub, and he just, like, yeah. walks past her. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they did a really good job with that. Like, they they really did a very good job with that. Yeah, I, I love the teeter-totter of how you feel about the characters throughout the whole movie. You mm-hmm. never know, truly, how you feel about them. It changes. You really don't. changes scene to scene. And, uh, <coughs> I have another really one. Bro. <laughs> I wrote, bitch, how are you going to force me to take a picture and then get mad when I ask you to delete it? The part where he's at the fucking yeah. function and everybody's like helping him look for her and like the lady comes behind him and she's like, oh, Nick. And she just like, she like takes the picture. I don't know, it looked weird because like too much, she like forced it on, but he smiled. And like she's like, oh, and then he's like, hey, hey, can you delete that? Like actually, like, I don't want to see that anywhere. Like respectful as hell. And she's like, uh, no, like I'm going to do what the fuck I want with it. And it's like, like what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't like. Like you forced a picture on me, and then you're gonna be mad that I asked you to not do something with yeah. it. Like, what the hell is that? And she's like, and then like it's funny how she walks off. She's like, I would do what I please, and she's like, Ugh, and walks away. And it's like, who the fuck are you? They even like, like that would piss me off in real life. That would fucking send me spiraling. It's like, who? What do you mean? My wife just died, and you're like, yeah, right. Me. Like, what the fuck are you? I want? think my wife is dead, and you're exploiting me right now. I'm literally like going through like probably the. Craziest time of my life right now. You're like, picture. Yeah. Since we're talking about that scene and his like emotions and stuff, I have this written down where I said, depression is uh, displayed on a spectrum in this movie and shows like so many different faces. Mm-hmm. Like you see depression so many different ways in this movie. Like Ben Affleck does a great job of displaying like just that numb depression of being like, oh, what the fuck. This like, they, just right in shock, now. like, absolute shock, and then the parents just being, like, completely devastated, and then, you know, um, showing, like, I mean, Rosamund Pike's character showing her depression of being filmed like she's being anchored down, now she's in Missouri, she wants to want to be in Missouri, she never yeah. wanted to leave New York, she... You know, um, she. I like. I like how she says that uh, he treated her like, uh, like she's like, oh, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Like he yeah. comes home and he's happy to be home, but she's like, yeah. I don't think I. I don't think she said I don't think he meant to bring me. Yeah, that's what she said. I was like, damn, that was. Yeah. Tough. She has some really good lines when she uh, is like garnering sympathy in her diary, mm-hmm. and like it, and it's done where she's talking, like speaking a monologue over like the scene. Mm-hmm. Those those scenes were really good to me. They were really good. It, 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 like it, it's giving you motive for him, and you know, but it's still showing him in like vulnerable spots where you don't you don't think that he did it, but the way that she's talking, you're like, did he do it? <laughs> and then we get to the scene where he is like, uh, is like he hits her. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally have done, okay, he hit her, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. you know, it's like, oh, shit. Like, that was like a little bit of a turning point, a little bit. And then I also have written down, he's a fake nice guy, and he's very manipulative. And he is. He's That's super good. manipulative. That's guy. good. To be honest, if she, like, 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 the stuff we're saying, it's like, if she, <laughs> genuinely, if, like, she didn't, if she wasn't who she was, and, like, the shit she did in the movie... Mm-hmm. It's like he, like you said, like they're both pieces of shit. Yeah. But her shittiness definitely like outweighs his. Yeah. But like 
he sucks too. As like you know, a husband like yeah, you kind of sucked. Like, you know what I mean? Like you were not right. as good as you could have been. But also like clearly as a wife, like shit popped off. But um, I fucking uh, it, I only wrote this because this this was happening as I'm watching. So I was like, oh shit! I said, not this bitch faking her death. Like when it gets to that part of her like explaining it, the whole story, I should. I was like, I literally watching. I was like, what the fuck? Like no way. And then, like, so I'm watching, like we were saying earlier, I'm like, oh, everyone's gonna believe this. Because it's just like, it's, why, like, so why would you not? You know what I mean? Like, she, she fucking did that shit. She did that shit. She fucking did that shit. I have this written down where it said, uh, the movie is very sardonic. Just like, super dark, like, sarcasm. Like, the sarcasm in the movie is just so dark. Like, that scene where she's explaining. Like everything that she goes through, mm-hmm. like to get to like fake it, is like so darkly sarcastic. She's talking about faking her own fucking death, literally. And she and then and then it's and she's talking, talking about herself at the end. She's just talking about like she went out and got groceries and shit. Like that's what it's. That would mm-hmm. if you were shown that scene and not given context, you'd right? think like nothing of it and something. I don't know about that, but you would like I get what you're her saying. tone yeah. in that scene is like so interesting, and it really paints her psychopath mm-hmm. um, as a psychopath, and she is a psychopath, and she is the master. Dude. I like how she mentions uh, uh, what did she say about the neighbors? She called, she's like, you gotta get a dumb person. That's what she said, yeah, like yeah. she has to manipulate. Yeah, a dumb person. So you gotta get a dumb. She's like, that was the first thing. She was like, you gotta, you gotta get a dumb person. And it just goes from there. And like I love, and like obviously, like you had mentioned it earlier, like like I went, I remember going back, like in, you know, another scene at how she like the cops were at the house or whatever at the beginning, and like her neighbor comes in there pregnant, like, and then she's like, remember the part where she's like banging on the door or whatever, and she's like, what did you do to your wife, Nick? What did you do to your pregnant wife? Yeah. Well, she doesn't do the pregnant thing to the fucking town thing, but yeah. Yeah, but she, oh, she was, like, knocking, the cops were in the house, he's like, hey, let me in, like, type of, like, just freaking out, and it's like, that's so funny, because, like, it, that literally was, like, I went back to those scenes, when she was like, you gotta get a dumb person, and then, like, that woman, was, like, it's just so funny how she, she played that really well, as far as, like, just being that, like, dumb best friend neighbor, like, she did nothing wrong, and she, and, like, obviously, she was feeding her all the bullshit, she was and she mark. let us know, she was a mark, she was a fucking mark. Mark ass bitch. Mark ass bitch. Bro. That, but yeah, that was that was really well done. Um, and she's like fucking describing everything and how she's like gonna get a, like pretty much get away with it. I just like the whole that whole like scene right there was just crazy as far as like her fucking putting the IV in her arm to like get all she's like, you're gonna need blood. A lot of it. And she just puts the fucking IV on her. She's sitting there reading on the floor while her fucking blood is coming out the IV. Like, not gonna lie, that was kind of badass. Like, she's bitch is crazy, but that was kind of badass. She's just sitting on the floor reading a fucking book while her blood's getting drawn out. Like, Jesus. Yeah. And then she, like, puts it all over the floor. And uh, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I'm literally watching. I'm like, yo, what? Like, it's crazy. Also hard as fuck. Also hard as fuck. I was like, Jesus. Speaking of hard as fuck, um, Emily Radishkowski. Let's take a moment of silence. (laughs) You know she was on iCarly. She was on iCarly once. I didn't remember that. She was Gibby's girlfriend. 
funny. I actually do remember that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll move on from that. Uh, I have another note that says uh, paranoia is also displayed on a spectrum very well. Like, it shows paranoia in so many different, you know, ways. And, mm-hmm. like, the ways that people have paranoia and what they're paranoid about. And how you, the different paranoias and what you're paranoid about, how they can change how your paranoia, like, mm-hmm. in... in um, instills itself in the first place. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed that a lot. And yeah. then being paranoid of like, I didn't kill her, but fuck, I need to figure out how <laughs> I can prove yeah. that I didn't kill her. And like the paranoia of that and him being like calm, like the paranoia is like more of like a build-up. And he is like more at an impasse of not knowing what to do mm. in order to clear his name and then topping that with her being fucking insane and insane. her paranoia of being like, oh my god, I'm gonna get caught. And mm-hmm. I like the, I like the juxtaposition of those, and I thought it was really good. For, uh, when she was living, where was she living? Like, I know where she was, but like, what, she was living at camper. Is that what it was, or what she was, was it? In the Ozarks, she was just living at a campsite. At a campsite, in the Ozarks, or it was like a condo. I mean, I, it looked like it was just like a, a hotel, and she was doing like a short stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like a, or not like a weekend stay, but like she rented out the hotel for yeah. a month. Yeah, uh, uh, well, a little thing I liked was um, when we do start seeing the scenes of her being there, or whatever, like in her yeah. place or whatever. Um, like the little note she kept. Yeah. And then like, if she had so many uh, kill self question marks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All the kill fucking self kill self, self ones. She's like, yeah. I was just like, wow. You know, just do it. Like, I literally, and then, like, uh, the, I'll just go forward a little bit just because I remember this, but, like, when she, like, uh, does a shit with a girl, I think that's what she does. But I can't remember what part happened before she came out of her room and she, like, took it off. She, like, cooked the kill stuff off and she was like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. But I can't remember what it was that made that happen. Uh, she saw that the girl came forward. Oh, uh, yeah, Andy, yeah, yeah. And Radishkowski's character comes forward and mm-hmm. starts talking and... She's yeah. like, all right, well, fuck it. I don't want to kill myself anymore. Speaking of that, I felt fucking Margot's like frustration. Oh my god! Just yeah, in real life with her brother, when she watches it, watches the old girl leave, and she's like, "You fucking she's yeah, like, you piece of shit or something." Yeah, shit, and she and he's just like, "Fuck." Yeah, no, that was great. And then she's like, "How long?" He's like, "A year and a half." He's she's like, "You've been lying to me for a year and a half." And like his twin sister. He's just like, "What the fuck." He's like, I feel right there. He's like, I'll probably be on the same shit. Like, are you fucking yeah, serious? And that really sells him as like, damn, this guy's a fucking Yeah, you fucking piece suck. Of shit. But also, I, I thought that, and then I thought too, I was like, damn, like, because, uh, like, his, like, a lawyer eventually says, like, yeah, this is going to make you look terrible, dude. Yeah. Like, I know, like, obviously, you probably didn't kill your wife, <laughs> but this is not going to make it look any yeah. easier for you as far as you didn't do it. Like, holy shit. It's hard. And then when she actually comes forward, it's like, oh, shit, well. That's that. I don't know. Oh, I have a, I have a note here. Hold that thought again. Okay. We're going to take another break uh, because we got to switch the film over again because cameras. Alrighty. You're a piece of shit. Good for you. Immediate. <laughs> 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 Wait for you to start. Clock. Oh. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> 
shit in your room, man. <laughs> like, what the fuck, nigga? Like, you shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> hey, uh. Gotta open the compute. Um, <laughs> the compute. That's what it is. It's a, it's a laptop. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a laptop, oh, right? It's a laptop. Anyway, um, it's not a computer. I mean, yes. Tell I'm me just, this isn't a computer. It is. Oh, it yeah, is. yeah. Shut up. But you're but you're not gonna say that. You're gonna say All right, I'm gonna go get my laptop. I would I would say I'm gonna go get my computer. Whatever, bro. You're saying that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I like when he catches the gummy bear when he's talking to Tyler Perry, uh, and he goes, "That's what men are supposed to do." After he was, <laughs> she was throwing all the, he kept throwing the gummy bears at him, and he goes, "That's what men are supposed to do." When uh, when he, like, she gave him some advice. I, I, I know, know like, I can't remember either. I'm pretty sure she just said, "Shut up," or like, just take the blame. Yeah, I think it was, he, he was basically telling him, like, oh, just take the blame, and... But he's, he's describing how he's gonna tell the story to the media. And, like, he's like, every he's time you fuck up, he's gonna Yeah, he's gonna, he's literally, like, practicing his yeah. interview and stuff, and... and I'm uh, sure and he was basically, in that scene. And he was basically just, like, you know, just take all the blame and, like, you know, be the bad guy, and he's like, that's what men... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <coughs> bless you, he was like, yeah, that's what men are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I thought that line was good. Another another example of them using the, um, you know, the the social norms the of men and, um, and men and women and, you know, societal gender norms and shit like that. Speaking of Tyler Perry, bro, I like, only know that I have, because, like, at the beginning, I have... Fucking Tyler Perry, then I just put a fucking laughing emoji <laughs> because like that was the first time he appeared yeah. on the screen. And I remember seeing the name, I think it'd be Yossi, but like seeing him, I was like, oh shit, it's Tyler Perry. And I just laughed. And then like, I, I thought it was funny how like they're sitting down talking about it and at the beginning. And he's like, he starts laughing. He's like, you don't believe me? And he's like, no, I believe you, but and, yeah, I think he's like, it's a hell of a story or it's going to be hard getting everybody else to believe you. Yeah. And he's like, uh, what did he say? It was uh, his like price, his like asking price or going price like 100K? Yeah. Because he was the lawyer that, you know, like it said, uh, he represented people that killed their fucking lives. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, shit's 100K. It's like, that's fucking insane. Um, insanity. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like how, and obviously he would be right, I like how committed the lawyer, I can't remember the lawyer's name, who Tyler Perry played, but like, how committed he was to Tyler Bolt. Tyler Bolt, there we go. I like how committed Bolt was to, like, helping him, you know what I mean? He's like, alright, this is what we're gonna do. Tanner Bolt. This is, okay, this is what we're gonna make happen. He's like, he's like, uh, he like, no, it's Amy, right? Yeah. He's like, I know, we know Amy's still out there, you think Amy's still out there. He's like, I'm gonna, my, I'm gonna get my two best guys on it. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, I'm gonna get my two best guys on it. He's like, so you're not gonna fucking find her ass. And it's funny, because, like, he does that, she ends up coming out of the show. But, yeah. But, I, I definitely thought that was going to be like a hunt down. Yeah, I do. That's what I thought immediately when he was like, I got my two best guys. I was like, oh shit. Like, he's like, he's about to do some crazy like huntsman stuff. But again, she ends up coming out of fucking self. Um, I also have another one here. 
Well, she's like at she's like at home or whatever, and she's like chilling with the girl, and they're watching the fucking news about her, basically, but the girl doesn't know. For what fucking reason did she spit in her mouth and do? I, I, I why did she do that? I put the note. Okay, Amy's fucking crazy. She literally spit in this girl's soda for no reason at all, and I get like that was a thing to show that she's crazy. No, but it's just like what the fuck. Well, the very specific reason that she did it was she was talking about herself and she was like oh that girl you know uh she basically said like I don't feel bad for her because she's rich yeah yeah you know I mean that, that's that's really why mm-hmm. she's like well I mean you why do you really even care that girl's rich anyways like what does it fucking matter to her like uh-huh. another dumb rich white girl going this in like story of the century mm-hmm. yeah that part was fucking wild to me she spits her around dude she comes back she watches her sit down and take a sip and I'm just like wow that's really I also I keep saying this about the movie but like it's real in the sense of like that also could happen yeah. like obviously you wouldn't want that to happen you would never want to be a part of something like that but it's just like that shit could happen yeah. like someone could be someone could be that wicked to where they, like, would spit in your drink without you knowing and watch you drink it. Oh, the you know okay I mean? Amy is fucking crazy note I have actually is for, um, when she is posing, um, her... Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, so... I have the gummy bear line, and then the next note I have is Amy is fucking crazy, <laughs> and that's when she starts, um, like, doing all that shit to herself in the bathroom, where she, like, penetrates herself with a wine bottle. Oh, and yeah. then, um, puts the, the shit on her dress yeah. and stuff. And then goes and starts fucking Neil Patrick Harris's character, and then murders him. Dude! Um, before that, like when she's like setting it up, like you said, and like she get like she gets on the ground and like just like yelling or like you know, oh help me in front of the camera or whatever. It's like what the fuck. Yeah, I just want to read like these five comments because they they're basically me reacting to it. They're mm-hmm. all it's all lowercase. It's just literally me like typing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, right, right there. Yeah, yeah. I wrote okay. Amy is fucking crazy. That wine bottle didn't deserve that. <laughs> A lot of sex in this movie. Yeah, Amy's fucking insane. Score during the murder scene was perfect amount of tension. Mm. Uh, Dude, that that scene right there, you should probably know, is what is when I telegrammed you and I was like, "Yo, what is this movie?" Yeah. That's literally like that scene. Yeah. Like that happened. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Because I what I thought was gonna happen, and obviously we know what happens now. Obviously, the last thing I thought she was gonna do was slit his throat. I thought, from, like, kind of a little bit of it, I thought she was going to have him fuck her and, like, say, then claim rape, and then, like, you know, he fucked her, and, like, we saw that happen. I did not think she was going to split this man's fucking throat open. <laughs> As a way to justify Bro, it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, that was crazy to me. I was like, there's no fucking way. Like, I'm thinking she's about to just keep it simple, at least. 
She sl- slit his shit, and he just bleeds all over her. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, what? Yeah, they really go. That shit, bro, that shit sent me. I was like, oh my god. Like, I literally was like, I have to, like, I fucking, like, I telegram me. I'm like, there's no way that just happened. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I literally was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, like, that happens. Uh, I'm gonna go back to, I like how you see how, um, like, that you kind of understand why they got, she got, because she had her training on her hemp, correct? Yeah. You realize why she did when he moves her into his lake house, because of, like, just how obsessive he is about her. You see why she put her training on her. She's crazy, too, but you see why she did that, because he's fucking, like, very just, alright, you're weird, man. and, And he doesn't, then Affleck can't question her. At first, he's hesitant to question her about Desi because, like, he he went to Desi and mm-hmm. tried to ask. He got turned away. He got turned away. And so maybe he's thinking maybe in his mind, like, fuck, like, maybe she did. And then that scene where she fucking admits to it in the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's basically like, you're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> scared for him. I'm like, oh Dude, my god. Like, that's what I was going to say. It's crazy. As much empathy as you lose, you gain and then lose for Ben Affleck throughout this movie, like on a teeter-totter, you gain like so much reason to want to care for this guy, mm-hmm. and then you lose it <laughs> so many <laughs> times, and it feels like it really gets whittled down by the end, and then at the very end of the movie, you're just like, oh my god. Dude, like the scenes that they're going through, and then like he's just like he's just having to like accept everything, and like you know they go on TV and pronounce announce the pregnancy, and then like they're in the bathroom and like, oh or no, they're in the kitchen, and then she's telling him basically like what he needs to say to the media to make everything sound like good, right? And she's like, Nick, you're gonna need to take this, yeah. So like, I'm just like, what, babe, what? What do you mean? Like, (laughs) no, but he's but uh, he's like, all right, like, whatever. That that shit, I was just like, holy shit, like, she's off it. Like, she's super manipulative. Bro. They're both super manipulative, and, like, he, in my opinion, I don't want to, I'm not a mental health expert, and I don't want to pass myself off as trying to be one, but I think, like, I think his character is, like, is kind of like a sociopath, and her character is very much a psychopath, um... And, you know, just the way that they manipulate each other and try to manipulate each other and successfully manipulate each other is just, like... Ugh, it's I just, love the... There was a part, like, the part when she, uh... They, they like, when she, when she shows back up all bloody. Yeah. And then, like, uh, she, she hugs him. And, like, the media's out there, and he's just, like, he whispers, and he's like, you bitch. You fucking, you fucking bitch. bitch. I was like, hell yeah, bro. Like, like, that's yeah, all I have it written. Right she only wanted attention. That's so gross. Like, to this extent, it's like, what the so fuck? So gross. Dude. And you're just like, there's no way. And like, the part where she does come back and, like, they, like, got past or whatever. And she's like, um, I think it might have been when they were in the shower. It might have not been. But she's basically like, oh, I did this for you. And she's like, I'm back. Yeah. And, like, I did this for you. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. what do you mean? It's, That's crazy. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you did this for me? All the scenes after they left the hospital were just 
bro, in, intense, and it also just like you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've never had a movie hit the climax, and I've never had so much falling action. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's just as tense as the climax. Of the movie. Dude, you're so right about that because it's just like, it, like. Obviously, her splitting the dude's throat, and then, like, her showing back up <coughs> bloody, that surprised me. Like, her just, like, it goes to the scene, and she's just bloody walking up to him, and you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, okay, like, all right. And then, like you said, it just, like, keeps going after that. That, like, that got me. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, they did that really good, too. I really liked the falling action. It felt natural. It felt like a good amount of time. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, pace very well. Yeah. Very well. Because then after that, it kind of just goes downhill in a sense of like, oh yeah, he's like having to accept all the bullshit. And then like I said, they announced their pregnancy on TV and that fucking threw me. I'm just like, oh can you God. imagine? And that's the... Because like she, because once they do it, she like forces him to say it. And that was the, yeah, that was the big kicker for me too. Just like, of what? Like, of like, you feel so fucking mad. <laughs> Dude, literally, yeah, you're sitting there like... Now he's like, now he's biologically going to have this constant reminder of her and then Jesus. you know whether or not they end up they're still being together or whatever i mean that's to be you know but he wants to stay there for his kid that's that, that he thinks and then you know he just knows this kid's gonna have trauma like there's just no fucking way that you you i mean every kid is gonna have trauma but you you have like no possible way for this kid Really, to have a good life. Yeah. He doesn't want the kid, and she is fucking insane. <laughs> Dude, like, crazy. And, like, it's just, again, he, like, she, like, forces him to say the pregnancy thing, and, like, you're sitting there just feeling, like, the worst for him. Yeah. And it's just, like, uh, I, like the, the way it ends is just so, like, okay. I still, I feel bad for her, too, because I felt like he, in a way, pushed her to the bat. With all the manipulation. It definitely, it definitely shows that. So, I, so I, yeah, I don't want to sit here and be like, ah, you know, she's just fucking insane and he's, you know, a little puppy. But also, does someone push you to that? No. She's insane and she knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I get that's what you're the saying. psychopath part of it. But you also have to kind of feel bad because he was kind of an asshole to her. He was, for sure. Yeah. Or not kind of. He was very much an asshole he to never, her. I mean, he never took her feelings <laughs> into account. He was like, very much an asshole to her. Knew that she had been in relationships where she had been abused before and abused her mm-hmm. so I I don't know I, it's it's super hard to have empathy for him because he made those kinds of mistakes and stuff and like he's you know you shouldn't touch women at any at any point in time uh, so you know it's I don't know that that I love that and I, and I love that about the movie it paints both the characters in the gray area where you kind of have to pick and choose what you do like about the characters and by the end of it you're like I don't think I like these people <laughs> and I, I think if you do like these people as like people you're like uh, you're like, yeah I don't really want to be around everything you. is questionable like I, by the end of it I'm just like damn like yeah. fuck you know it's like I feel bad for him, like you said I feel bad for him but I'm like damn like I feel bad for her too and then when it ends I'm just like shit like you know I'm just like fuck well yeah. that happened. That did happen. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, man. Oh, and then, like, um, you had mentioned it earlier, just, like, uh, all together in general, the media, and that fucking movie is just so, like, I had, I, the last note I had was, uh, the fucking officer, um, this is when they came to his sister's house, mm-hmm. and they had a fucking search warrant for the shed, mm-hmm. and, like, the shed ended up being the, like, little brown room, right, mm-hmm. or building, or whatever the fuck it was, and, uh, she, she says, um, 
they, they go through the shit, they find everything that was bought with the credit cards, and the cop says to him, he says to, uh, what's his name, Nick, standing right next to her, she says, every time you said something stupid, I thought, maybe he's just stupid. Like, she, she said that to him, uh, because of, like, the, I guess, the shit he was saying during talking to them as the cop. She's like, everything, every time he said something stupid, I just thought, maybe he's just stupid. And then, uh, I did love, again, how she questioned, like, everything. All the time, like she was questioning something. She's like, "Why would you do this or this?" And the, the guy who hates him is just like, "Fuck him!" Because <laughs> like, he's a dumbass. <laughs> he's a he's fuck loser. That shit was so funny to me, bro. But um, yeah. Then the fucking uh, I thought some parts were weird too, where like he goes to, like check on his dad's house like once a week. He says, and then like obviously the fucking code is fucked up, and the cops end up coming because of uh. Cause she changed it because yeah. she changed the code and like the cops like bitch like right there behind him he's like are you following me like, yeah. <laughs> like cause you showed up real fucking fast like get the fuck out of here she's like oh from uh from the clues I would have thought that was the uh little brown building or whatever he's like nope <laughs> I, I thought that part was funny and then and he just gets gone and leaves I thought that was hilarious cause he's like yeah fuck you like yeah, and the fact that it's called the Little Brown House because of the joke that they had. The mm-hmm. inside joke is like great. Right, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I did know that the cinematography was really dark. Like the, it was very had like a very dark tone over the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like it was very, a lot of shadows, a lot of like, um, there's a lot of outside scenes and like the even the outside scenes if looked like it was like overcast outside. Always. I do what you're saying, yeah. It was just always dark. It was always gloomy. It, was, it gave a very gloomy feel. Mm-hmm. That, and that part of the direction with the camera work was really good, I thought. Mm-hmm. And then for the final scene of the movie, we're going to wrap up our notes on the movie, I think. Um, loved, I love the callback to the very first line of the movie being the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. A lot of times that well, doesn't work out. Uh, he's got her hand on his head, and he's like, sometimes you look at someone, and you just wonder, like, what's going on in their head? Like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. And she, like, looks up. Oh, yeah, isn't that a part where he, she's, like, laying on his chest, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the very beginning yeah. and the very end of the movie. Yeah, that was, that was really good. And he's good for that. He, he, um, he likes doing that a lot, I think. I, I don't know. Like you said, they did a very good. They did a very good job of like just showing like the beginning of them being like the perfect couple in a way. Because mm-hmm. like even when they were like walking in the library, she's like, she's like, oh, they say like marriage is hard or something like that. And she's like, not me and Nick. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're just like they were just loving their yeah. fucking married life, and then it ends like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, yeah, fuck, you know. Yeah, my next note says. Direction felt very tight, no motion ever felt wasted, and that's kind of been something you've been talking about yeah. the whole time, so I'm going to move on from that. I have, runtime seems long, is long, <laughs> but can't be justified by the story that they're able to tell. I yeah. also feel like the movie could be 30 minutes shorter, tell the same story, but in my opinion, it would be at the risk of losing the nuance that makes this movie so encapsulating in the first place. I should start putting in notes, because those are good. 
I those these I are these are my notes. I like take five minutes after the movie's done so just and just put them. every thought that comes to my mind, and that's kind of how I tried to be doing it. I'm trying to like figure out how I want to do this every time. Mm-hmm. It's kind I like of, that. It's evolving because because like, I just kind of like well, it's something the second time but I kind of just in my notes like the last one I had was the last one I had. You know? Yeah, I hear you. It's it's there's no yeah way yeah. no <laughs> to do it. Um. I'll move on to the next one. Said a lot of great acting performances in this movie. Everybody gets their moment, and they more than often shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I thought, Tyler Perry was really good in this movie. I Who thought else? Neil Patrick Harris gave something different. I know him from like How I Met Your Mother, so to see him in this movie in like such a weird manipulating yeah. role is like really interesting. He, he, he was good. also like like he got the How I Met Your Mother role from being in. Um, and Harold and Kumar mm. so knowing that that's where he came from and to see him in like a really like interesting drama role is this was cool I liked it it's random but I really I, I just thought about it I like the scene where uh, the girl the next daughter and her boyfriend rock her yeah I like that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you fucking deserve yeah, that yeah, bitch yeah, yeah. I like, I like when they fucking did that I want I want to talk about that the, the scene was that scene was tense as Fuck. And they're only able to rob her because they remember they saw her drop her money <coughs> when they were fucking putt putting. The way they set that up, you say you were broke. Set that up was great. The way that they, uh, like, they go through it is great. Like, she doesn't. You can tell she's hanging out with her to fill time, not because it's she actually likes her. Right. So that that makes it even more like funny and fucked yeah. up because it's like because you know she didn't consider her a friend that you get fucking robbed. By her. It's so telegraphed, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's very telegraphed that it's going to happen. What did she tell, what did she tell the girl her name was? Do you remember? Susan or something like that. It was, it was some, it was a very something. generic name. I, I love she, how. But she was like, I, I call you a name, you know. Yeah, you never, yeah, that's what I was like, you never, you never answer to it half the time. She's like, she said something about her hair being like weird looking, like she's like naming all this stuff. She's like, you're just, you're just weird. And she's like, you're right there. She's like, she's like, as soon as you guys leave, I'm calling the cops. She's like, no, you're not. And she's, you can't. And like, she, and like, it's like they, she knows that, but she like, obviously doesn't know what happened. She's in a shithole. She doesn't know what it is. She doesn't yeah. care. She wants the money. And she's like, yes, I know I can rob you with no issue after. That's showing a character with a clear motivation rather than having a character just be like, hmm, so what's going on? Yeah, and like right. Having, trying that, to cry. having that explain the story, it was, I love that that was just something that happened to her character, and so she had to like start audibling, and that leads to her killing yeah. Desi. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Like, that happening to her is like another, like, straw in the camel's uh, back that just, like, leads his avalanche of her killing Desi, and it's. I loved how they unraveled that. Um, You're gonna be watching every corner. All these cameras. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Like, right there is like, oh, you're fucking nuts. This dude is wild. This dude is fucking crazy, too. Yeah, and then I have the. Have a note about how the media acts, you know. Yeah, they sucked. And then I, I thought it was a. Okay, sorry. I just have half the note of me writing out how they did a really, really good job of talking about gender norms and stuff. I thought it was a funny part. I had a thought or a word. 
we were uh, Nick. He's like trying to get into his sister's house, and he jumps over the gate in the backyard to run to the back door to be able to get in the back door without seeing the media. And like the door's locked, so he's just he's like fucking open the door to his sister, and like the medium sees him anyway. Medium media sees him anyway, and it's like is that not something you communicate? Like, hey, make sure the back door is unlocked, so I you know don't have to deal with bullshit. <laughs> That's not the same thing. It's like, hey, can you like lock the door? Yeah, like. What? But instead, you just decide to do that, and then yeah, the door's locked as fuck. Like, like the lawyer, lawyer's already in there. Like, that's that, yeah, like yeah, exactly. It's like what the fuck? Like you didn't know he was coming. Like what the fuck? And then now he's just like he's trying to avoid the media, and they're like, Nick, Nick. Like what the hell, dude? Y'all could have done a way better job at doing that, but that was funny to me. Do you want to also, read? question, okay, yeah. cool question. The part where. They find a shit in the shed and they arrest Margo. What the fuck did they arrest her for? Is it because it was in her shed? Uh, yeah, because she would be like aiding and abetting, like. Oh. Because they thought like that he was he had made her disappear and she was like his accomplice. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. You wanna read the themes? Yeah. Daniel's gonna read the themes of the movie. (laughs) The first one. The themes are capitalism, pride, prejudice, nature, necessity, morality, man versus self, I like that one, loyalty, love and sacrifice, fuck, jealousy, fuck, (laughs) Um, inner peace, ignorance, hate, conspiracy, that's a big one, Uh, betrayal, let's go into it. Arrogance, holy shit, abuse of power. Fuck. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. I like this. I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna take hate. Hate. <laughs> we're gonna take one more quick break. Uh, I'm, I'm literally. I'm honestly just gonna click it off and click it right back on. Um, and we're gonna talk about these themes a little bit more and then we're gonna rate the movie and we're gonna maybe reveal what comes next like the next movie so. <laughs> 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 let's see welcome back hey like I said we just turned it over we're back we're gonna talk about these themes a little bit capitalism number one um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty, pretty there. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> I mean, it goes with the, um, like, the elitism that I talked about a little bit earlier. It goes with the, um, trend, um, you know, especially in America's constant celebrity culture of, uh, of two people exploiting their child for capital gain, mm. um, not allowing them to have a life. Would um, you have read Amazing Amy, you think? Like, you know what I mean? It was like a no, real thing like that you would have read. No. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. My sister probably would have. Then again, though, you, I, I, I did, like, I'm just talking out loud. Did you ever reach, uh, reach, read, uh, Judy B. Jones? Like, in a way, it's kind of similar. Like, a girl just, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? I was going to say, I was trying to think about, I was going to call it Moody Judy, but... Good comparison. Good comparison. Yeah, I think it's kind of similar. I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't read a lot of, like, 
for children's books. I read like um, the Magic Tree House. I really like those books. I like those too. But I don't think I would have read Amazing Amy either. I don't think so. But I see why it would have been big. You yeah. know what I mean? I see why it would have been popular. Yeah. Um, Pride is the next one. That one's pretty obvious. I mean, just mm-hmm. Nick. That's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. Nick. Um, <clears throat> Nick's Pride throughout the whole movie. Um, Margot trying to help Nick keep his pride. Um, like, uh, Amy's false sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how much, uh, this is like not really related to pride, but I like how much Margot, obviously it's your twin sister, how much she's there for him in the sense of, uh, the part where, like, obviously, uh, uh, was it Bolton mentions his going rate pretty much, and like Nick's like talking to his sister on the phone. And he's like basically like how the fuck am I afford a hundred k? Yeah. And she's like, I'll put a second mortgage on the house. I got this much in savings. She's like, we're doing this. You know what I mean? Like that's that's some ride or die twin shit right there. You know? She's just like oh, your fucking house and your every sit you have in your bank account. Yeah, that's just to make sure I'm good. Yeah, that's. I think that's a common theme in the movie of not common theme like how we're talking, but like a, mm-hmm. a theme throughout the movie that I see is um, it, it, there's like so many of the characters, so many of the characters are doing um, are rather than speaking about like what they're doing, mm-hmm. they show you who they are as characters by just doing what they. Like by actions mm-hmm. and speaking for themselves, right? Um, and you know, I mean, I, I guess in that instance, it's her words with her being, you know, like I will tell, I'll do whatever. <laughs> like she <laughs> speaks, whatever. But like, it's the action and the like the the idea that she would do that for yeah for, for him. him. And like that's that's her brother. That's not like her her husband or right. like her partner or whatever like that's not what it is at all and so that's that that's just that shows character in, it does. in a way and, and he's just like thanks go like yeah. i'm fine she's like thanks the pride that she has in her family and in her brother and everything like that um prejudice i have um you know i've kind of been talking about that the whole time just like playing into manipulating social norms and, like, using those social norms to manipulate other people. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, just using prejudice against uh, the audience, using prejudice against... Because this movie, it very, like, starts to have you convinced that Ben Affleck killed his wife. And I think yeah, that's... Sure. I think it uses the audience's prejudice as, you know of what we're expecting and, like, what we know to be reality, and it uses it against us mm-hmm. to tell a really cool story. Um, yeah, I think nature we don't need to hit. Um, I don't think necessity we need to hit. Morality is very obvious. I mean, they both have such super great morality. Um, man versus self. I want to add to that one, like, as, like, a... This is, like, a 1A, 1B scenario. Uh, man versus self and man versus woman. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's really, like... 
Um, normally I would be like a man versus a man, but like it's very much man versus woman specifically. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's like a big thing in this movie. And then man versus self. Did that super big whole, thing. That whole man versus self is just like, it's like that whole movie is like fuck. <laughs> Let's do it like, you know, all it is, not all it is, but like a big part. Yeah, I mean, if it's Amy fighting with herself of like what she wants, then Affleck's character fighting, Nick fighting for what he wants, um, Marco fighting like herself and like what she, she just wants, because she wants to beat the shit out of Nick at mm-hmm. some points in that movie, and she's just like, oh my god, what are you making me do? Like, yeah, I still have to love you at the end of the day, and it's like, right. I guess that one plays into love and sacrifice of like, you sacrifice so much to love somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, love is is a lot of sacrifice. Um, so, um, and then loyalty plays into that as well. Um, Loyalty's pretty weak. Jealousy is a huge theme. That one is like a a super huge one. Jealousy of like Amy wanting to have like a better relationship with Nick, having the jealousy that maybe that there's another girl, knowing there's another girl actually, um, and then you know that that being such a common theme throughout the movie of and how he I felt bad and I was also like not pissed off more just like damn like when uh I don't remember her name in the movie but when his affair partner comes out to the media it was like damn like did you really have to do that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if you had to do that. So like, yeah, it's like the fact that it happened like fuck. That's another way that like media played a part in it. Like that felt mm-hmm. so real. Of it it did. Like, yeah, she's gonna come out. And then, and then you find out shortly after when uh, Amy's telling yeah. the story to the chick that lives next door, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I saw them coming out of the fucking." But wait, was that her telling the truth, or was she like putting that girl in the place of her? You know what I'm saying? Because she said she said that she saw him and the girl coming out of somewhere. He's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. I saw oh, him in the bar. Snow. Yeah, out of the bar. Was that her telling their story? I think or that, that was she real. really saw them. Okay. I think that was real. Okay, I interpreted that as real. I, I I didn't know because if you listen, the way she was telling it, th- that moment was like similar to when they met, and like they went outside and it was snowing, and uh, so I was just like that. I was like, is that real or is I don't know? Yeah. I probably I have no idea. But also, I was just like, damn. Like when she came out to the media, I was like, look. That sucks, dude. And then his lawyers and me were like, well, because they had practice. And he's like, we were ahead of this. <laughs> he's like, now nah, we got to play damage control. Yeah, and that kind of plays into this one betrayal of, like, there's so much betrayal in this movie from all sides um, to everyone. Every single character betrays one another in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's, like, very few characters that actually betrays anyone in this movie or, or doesn't betray somebody in this movie. And then that kind of plays into conspiracy and abuse of power and arrogance. All um, all of those really kind of just play all together. Um, and, then, and then they create the last one of hate, you know. All those create hate and, um, you know. But yeah, that's the themes and 
Yeah, I think we're done there. On uh, what's the last thing? Yeah, we're gonna rate the movie. We're gonna put it on the list. What did we the rate? List, taxi the list. The list. We're pulling it up. So Taxi Driver. Uh, for me, got a nine and a half. Uh, Daniel gave it an eight and a half. And now we have in coming Gone Girl. Uh, Daniel, what's your rating for your movie? My rating for Gone Girl is going to be. I personally thought this movie was very good. Gave it a nine. Um, maybe I'm more generous than Daniel is with my ratings. I, I, I guess I'm just maybe I'm just a little bit more of a generous guy. But that puts Gone Girl under Taxi Driver in our eyes uh, combined. I can do with that. I yeah. I would say so. Like I said, Gone Girl, I feel like could have been a little shorter. And yeah, for I sure. think that's it's really like it's only quibble, and I think that may just it's only a fault if there is any. You know? Yeah, and I don't even think it's really a fault of it. It's just yeah. it makes the movie a little bit more hard to watch. A little bit. It's not a casual movie to revisit. Is it bad that that went into my rating? <clears throat> No, I don't think so. Okay. I think, well, it's it's our opinion. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to sit here and be like, oh no, I love this movie, and I'm not going to deduct any points for any reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So. They'll fucking get over it. How about that? Um. Yeah. Get over it. Um. So I have a question for you. Have you ever seen the movie Airplane? Airplane? 1980? There's a movie called Flight, I've seen. I, just, I thought about Flight when you said Airplane. Well, folks, we're watching Airplane next week. We're watching Airplane next week. We are watching... Where's Airplane located? Airplane from 1980. We'll talk about that okay. later and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Hopefully, I do not take... A week plus to watch airplane. I shouldn't. Airplane uh, is things happen, you know. Airplane is less than ninety minutes, so. Oh, okay. I probably won't take down long to watch airplane. And it's a, it, it's a. I've seen clips because uh, of my dad. Very funny movie. Uh, so next week will be a lot lighter. So it should be a um, good laugh because yeah. I like that we're doing this because one, it, like I feel like. Uh, for me personally, like it's cool to be able to look back on something, mm-hmm. and two, it's just like we've what why we started in the first place of like watching movies, just because there's so much, there's so much just cinema, I just literally have not laid my eyes on ever. Like there's so much, right. you know. So it's cool that like we're taking the time to actually like make it a thing, and like, like okay, we're gonna sit down and watch a whole fucking movie, you know. Right. So that's really cool. Cause like I like I know, like every week you know like, no matter what I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna see a movie this <laughs> week like you know like, no matter what I'm gonna see a movie. We're gonna watch a new movie at some point. Sure. So, I think that's pretty cool. I do too. I really enjoy the, uh, the thing of it. So I'm gonna try to make it light next week. We're gonna lighten it up the mood. We're gonna lighten up 
the whole feel of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in Airplane. <laughs> is he real? Yeah, he plays a pilot. What year is this from? Uh, 1980, so he's not, okay. um, you know, it's before um, Magic gets drafted to the Lakers and all that cool is stuff. Is that a comedy? Oh yeah, it's a slapstick comedy. Okay. It's by the Zucker brothers who went on to make uh, Scary Movie three and four and movies like that. Yeah. Okay. So it's gotcha. it's in that it's very much in that vein. Okay. Cool. So yeah. this is going to be our first like not serious not movie. Very dark, serious yeah. movie. Yeah, and that has, deals with like psychopaths and like Good. studying the human brain. So. Good on you, Hunter. Switching it up for the first time. <laughs> Yeah. I had another drama lined up, and I was like, you know what? Let's let's do something different. <laughs> I, I just what was the to... genre? Like, what made you change it? Because it was just like the uh, same thing. Oh no, yeah, it was just like it was straight up like in the same like minds and space as the other ones yeah. and stuff. And I was like, yeah, let me. Let I should just... I should make my next one a porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, you know, let's do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be, it'd be different. That'd be that different would be very different. literally anything we've done so far. Daniel Travis Bickle. <laughs> um, maybe turn him into Travis Bickle. Oh, like, all it takes is one week, and this man is like, we want to go what, to a listen, porn, I've go never, to a porn theater? I've never been to a theater. I'll give you a dozen. Do you want to go to a theater? It's 2022. Place? I have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually crazy to think about. Like, obviously, it was the 70s, but they were yeah. fucking adult film theaters. It's fucking stupid. That's crazy to me. <coughs> I feel like even if I was alive back then, I wouldn't go to one. No, men are gross. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like, that part of it, I was just like, I'm not fucking going in there. Because, like, more than likely, there's somebody fucking jacking off in the theater. Like, I don't want to fucking be a part of that. Or maybe it's just how I'm thinking right now, because I wasn't alive back then, and it was, like, normal. I don't know. We're fucking... We're going off. I'm just, I'm just putting that out. We should try it. Yeah, so that, I think we're going to end on that. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to end on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, tune in next week when we're uh, watching Airplane. Should be fun. Should be a more fun episode. It's like an airplane. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was an airplane. Alright. Imagine it crashing. Yeah, it's, yeah, because it's like airplane crash and stuff. That's all, folks.